We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 89 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I have been writing about games and or working at least parallel to games for a very, very long time. I also uh, am the mom of a four, almost five-year-old who has an insane attitude right now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also joined by uh, dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is the editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming and the father of three. Hi, Stephen. And the Game of the Year award goes to La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, um, yes, yes. I've been all right, hold on. I want to. I want to. I want to introduce Regina, and then we can talk about that a little bit more. So, also, as always, joined by Regina McMenemy, who is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book *Mothering the Game*. Hi, Regina. Hi. Yeah, so that Oscar nonsense was so hilarious, and so That's I posted this funny. picture on Twitter, which is was so amazing. I think I retweeted it. Like, there's a librarian somewhere, a children's librarian, no less, found books with like the perfect titles. So there was like La La Land set up next to Oops, set up next to Moonlight. <laughs> like you said the three books lined up like that. And I'm like, man, that is a good librarian to just know that those books exist and be able to pull them and sit them up. So anyhow. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 That was pretty funny. Um, I didn't watch the Oscars, so I didn't know about it till the next day. But um, but, um yeah. so we learned that messing around on Twitter makes it harder to do your job. <laughs> take oh. that, take that as you will. Speaking of oh. um, doing Twitter, making it harder to do your job. So I was messing around on Twitter today, got on the elevator to go down from the third floor to the first floor at my work, forgot yeah. to hit the first floor button and sat there on the Twitter. For, I think about five minutes until <laughs> the guy who got off the elevator as I was getting on, an IT guy, got back on and was very confused. And I was like, bro, sorry. I was messing around on the Twitter. And he was like, um, the worst part is he's like, bro, you know that you, you don't get any service in here. So the reality is I was on Twitter with no service. <laughs> tweeting away, trying to just be sassy and funny and whatever and nothing of use. So it was yeah. really so here's so that's a, a life lesson that I'm passing out into the ether in case anyone's listening. Messing around on Twitter makes it harder to do your job. Yes. Or don't and tweet the, in the elevator, I feel is right. Like, yeah. Good... I mean <laughs> Where else am I supposed to tweet if I can't tweet on the elevator? <laughs> don't tweet uh, and walk, don't tweet and drive, don't tweet yes. and Escalator okay. or elevator. Okay. <laughs> Tweeting driving is totally unacceptable. I get that. But I, yes. I thought the elevator was just a safe place. I was just standing still. The yeah. Out of all of those places, the elevator is the safest because you have uh, not really any serious risk of harming others right. or yourself in an elevator. Yeah. So, I just have an um, opportunity to look stupid, but I do that by myself anyway. <laughs> right. um, uh, so real quick, speaking of being sassy, oh my God. God, my daughter is just dropping stuff on me left and right. So <laughs> last night, my husband's been working late because they're trying to get this patch done for Halo Wars 2 so that he could go to GDC, which he is at right now. Um, and so I made Swedish meatballs for dinner 
Isaac loves Swedish meatballs. That's what I made it and kept them on the stove, warm for him, and brought them out. Uh, was getting to ready to bring them out to the table to my daughter, and she's like, I'm sorry to say this, but Swedish meatballs are one of my least favorite foods. And I was like, well, I'm sorry to say this, but that's dinner. You can eat it or not. Doesn't matter to me. But yeah. oh, seriously, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm like, really? Really? You're not even five yet. Like, I think my favorite I, line is, you don't have to eat it. That's what I say. Yeah. I don't want that. You don't have to eat it. Yeah. That's what we're having yeah, for dinner. Yeah, that's what I do, too. Exactly. Because you get, I mean, it's slippery slope. Like, when you yeah. be like, oh, okay, well, I'll fix you a hot dog or whatever, right. then you're yeah. done. You're you done. You don't have to eat it. <laughs> yeah. So, and she did it. She didn't eat anything. Right. I was like, okay, whatever. Fine with me. <laughs> When she gets hungry, she'll eat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yep. all there is to that's it. That's how it works. Yeah. Out. Yeah, generally. 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 I don't know. I'm just, I'm still having trouble wrapping around, wrapping my head around anybody that doesn't like Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know, right? I mean, yeah, Swedish in meatballs. In terms of the foods that you're going to pick not to like. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Well, she like, doesn't like hardly anything, so. And I made like, a homemade, some from scratch. Swedish meatballs. That's wow. not that's not an easy thing I'll, to no, do. No, it's not. I'll be right so. over. I'll be right <laughs> yeah. over. Um like if she was like mommy catch a I, flight I, and exactly, uh, yeah. I will fly for uh, the flights are cheap right now. All sorts of good all sorts of flight cheap flights right now. Um the the like if she, if she was like mommy I don't want to eat this kale salad. I'd have been like, "You know what, mom? Yeah. Stop it." Yeah, I know. But Swedish meatballs like I am I am firmly on your side. Nicole, because like, how do you? Tr- I don't understand. I just don't. I just can't. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. Yes, I don't either. Um, but yeah. So that's my daughter. Anybody else's kids being sassy? My daughter hadoukened me as I walked into the the house today. <laughs> what? I mean, we all have seen Street Fighter. You understand that he yes. does a hadouken. So I walked yes, in yes. the house and she was like hadouken. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I nice. was like, you're too. F- I, I was like, you're too far. I can block that. If you're gonna hit me with a tadukin, you got to make sure that it's like has a chance of landing. And right. she was like, what? And she then she ran up and got close. And I was like, nope. Then I can block and punish. You really need to make sure that your fireballs are safe. And she <laughs> and then she just walked away. Yeah. That's the, well, you're taking you know, this st- far too literally, Daddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Listen, if you you teach kids fighting game skills early and then it will pay <laughs> yes. off when they're older i mean i'm i'm not it's not like i'm neglecting to teach her how to read and her colors and her numbers frankly that's her mom's thing um i'm gonna make sure that she knows that you gotta throw out fireballs when you're at a safe distance that's all well here's my here's my daughter's story so my daughter just turned three so we just had right. her birthday party which and, was adorable um, by the way oh thank you um it was it was a lot of fun so she got um because trolls she's obsessed with the trolls so she got as a gift um this poppy hair style station uh-huh. so it's a little poppy on her hands like you know with her chin on her hands and her big hair to style and she is just beside herself when she opens the box and she looks at it she's looking at it she's like oh my god it comes with accessories <laughs> nice at three nice three years yeah old. i know i i, I know. look around the room and i'm like 
I know that, like, I lost control, you know, in the moment she was born, pretty much. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah. Like, there's no doubt now. I have no idea where she learned the word she accessories from. I know. Right? Where did that kids. come from? Yeah, that's what I'm guessing, actually, is YouTube Kids, like, one YouTube of the kids. unboxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I finally saw Trolls. That movie is way better than it has any right to be. It is. It's a good movie. It is. It is. It, it's, it's so great. good. The the yeah. use of music in that movie. Whenever she busted out with "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend," I was yeah. like, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> this is this is my Hello. jam right here. Yeah. Um, I loved every part of that movie. Yeah, I, I love it too. I mean, it's can't great. Like I said, yeah, I'm sure there will be one. Oh, I no, can't, it's already I, been, it's already got a date. It? It's like May 9th, twenty twenty or something. So it's dated. Twenty twenty, really? That seems kind of far out. If you it think does. about it, bro, not really. For Dream, it's DreamWorks, so I'm sure they have five million things between. Yeah, I know they seem to kick stuff out pretty quickly. So we're, yeah, we're oh. almost. It's almost. It's March of 2017. So well, yeah, like, March, yeah. So if it's coming out in the middle, so it's three years from now. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. That it usually doesn't seems, take them yeah. three years to, to crank something out. That might partially be because it's Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick, though, too. Yeah. Mm, JT is not easy like, to get. Yeah, they're, you know, <laughs> big deal. Yeah. He's definitely a big deal. He is. Um, I, I'm sure he's, like, after my next tour, then we'll we'll talk. And he did apparently oh, sure. all the, he, like, helped pick all the music. And so he's, like, integral to the success of this movie. If you yeah. can't, if you don't have him, you ain't got nothing. Also, they companies are. I think companies are getting better. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think companies are getting better at not making crappy cash-in sequels. Mm. I think they are generally getting better at like making it at least have a reason. And part of that is just taking their time. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. actually like craft a story that's actually worthy of a sequel, rather than let's just. They learned yeah. that lesson with like what Cars Two and maybe Cars Two was garbage. Yeah. yeah. If for nothing I never else, saw Cars Two. Well, it didn't have Bonnie Hunt in it, so I was like, "This is nonsense." Right, right. I yeah. think we've had this discussion. Yeah, we talked about have. it before. Let's not have a yeah. Cars discussion again. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> did, it, did it make you guys uncomfortable? Is that really what you're getting at? When you're talking about how you lust after a car and a I didn't kid lust after her. Oh. I, well, I kind of <laughs> did. I kind of do. Subtle. But it's not really a car, but it's complicated, okay? Emotions oh, okay. are difficult, okay? I'm, I All should right. not have to explain to you two that emotions are difficult. Right, yes. I feel like I should go find, like, like I don't have any photo editing skills whatsoever. I'll just put that out there. But I really want to somehow make a, a photo, Stephen, of your, like, Facebook name with, you know, the I can't even remember her name, the car's name, like, in a relationship, it's complicated, right? I would totally... It's complicated with that car. Like, I feel yeah. like that needs to be, kind of be a thing. That would I'm be awesome. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, because totally awesome. I do have a complicated totally, relationship totally with awesome. that car. I think it's Sally. I think it's who it was. I... Something like I that. that I'd, I'll I'd... look it up. I'll look it up, you guys. <laughs> I mean, why not? All right. Well, speaking of Stephen's complicated emotions, something has happened. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk happened... about the Switch. Is that yeah, right? uh, about... Uh, by the time you listen to this, the Switch will be out, and Steven will have one because he got I a will. pre-order. Yep. Um, but even if you didn't get a pre-order, supposedly you can go walk in and buy one pretty much anywhere mm-hmm. if you, you know, line up and, you know, wait outside the door for six hours or whatever. 
Um, so, so yeah, so like Hashtag Walmart, cynical. Target, Walmart, Walmart, Target, GameSpot have all said that GameStop. they're going to have some. GameSpot's a games, website. GameStop are going to have at least a few of them for uh, walk-ins on launch day. So, so you know that. So there's lots of other stuff that um has been happening. Uh, so if you have bought one and you're wondering what the heck should I buy for this, uh, Polygon has put together a sweet little article with the in- entire launch lineup and then what they're calling the launch window, which I, for some reason ex- includes everything for the entire year. Um, but launch day, 1-2-Switch, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Skylanders, Imaginators, Just Dance 2017, Super Bomberman R, I Am Setsuna, World of Goo, Little Inferno, Human Resource Machine, Snipper Clips, Cut It Out Together, Fast RMX, Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment, and Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Yep. So there That's are two Shovel Knights, Steven? Well, all right. So here's how, here's how that works. This is actually really important. So when they originally kickstarted Shovel Knight, I was actually going to bring this up later because um, it wasn't on the list, but we'll go over it now. When they originally kickstarted Shovel Knight, it was one game and it was going to come with a bunch of DLC. The DLC uh-huh. packs are essentially a different game. Um, what they have decided to do is they have decided to create... Um, they're going to sell all those games individually. Um, mm. Everyone who backed it and everyone who owns the game up until, I think, now, somewhere... Mm. Um, so, like, I own the game already on, like, every console I own. So, I automatically get upgraded via patch to the treasure trove which is everything it's like the game of the year edition it comes with all the dlc everybody else can buy shovel knight they can buy the plague of shadows i think it's called and now the new one is uh specter knights campaign and then they're gonna have king knights campaign um and they're all gonna sell them separately or you can buy them all at once in this one bundle so if you don't own it yet um buy the treasure trove it's a little bit more expensive, but you'll get basically four complete games because they are all completely different. Like, they are mm. unique games, so it's not like, oh, a couple more levels. Like, Shovel Knight is Shovel Knight, tons of levels. The Plague Knight expansion is playing through all the same levels as Plague Knight, who is completely different. So it's mm. completely different approaches to every all the different platforming challenges. Spectre Knight is a prequel, so it happens before. Okay. Um, and we don't know what King Knight is, but it's also going to have a battle mode, um, and a gender swap mode is getting added later where you can actually chain, you can choose whether you want a female or male model, and if you want male or female pronouns for all of the heroes and all of the villains in the game. Polygon put a big, uh, article up, um, that was actually guest written by the guys from Yacht, uh, Yacht Club, it appears, mm. um, and it was really fascinating how they went through the design. Mm. It, they did not, they, in the very top of it, were like, we are not very educated on gender issues, but we know better than to put a bow on Shovel Knight's head and call it Shovel Knight the Girl. Um, <laughs> so we're like, I, we I can that appreciate that, yes. Killed. So, yeah. um, so they, they made up like their own set of rules as far as like how they would switch the genders. So it's like, if they were androgynous to begin with, then they're going to stay that way. But, like, so, like, Shovel Knight, who is a dude in armor, is now a lady in armor. And very subtle changes. Um, Like, basically slightly a little bit more slender. You know, but the hitboxes have to be the same. So it's a little more slender. 
and like point to your shoulders. Okay. As opposed to the, it, it, it works. If when you go to the Polygon okay. article, you'll see it. I trust me, everybody that's listening, this is actually really fascinating from a design perspective. You will yeah, get it. it the is. idea is they didn't want to make it like because Shovel Knight could absolutely be either gender. The only reason they created yeah. another model is because they committed to making a new model for all the different characters. But like King Knight, they have Queen Knight. And they were like, we know we might get killed on this one, but we're like, King is a very gendered title, so why don't we have Queen Knight? And they also were like, we don't want to just put the character in a dress, but this dude is wearing a royal robe. So they, so with yeah. King Knight, they made Queen Knight, who looks like an old, old painting of like, you know, some like Queen Elizabeth I, like legit oh. like an old like they went with like the big like bell dress type like, it looks uh -huh. yeah yeah it looks really good um and somehow they kept the hitboxes the same which is insane so and they did that with all the different characters um kind of keeping them on the same spectrum so i think from a it's very fascinating what they did um i think they're doing a good job um and that's all coming out along with these various dlc packs this game is just getting huge uh, for no for no damn reason <laughs> like they just made a random platformer like they could have yeah. just said we're gonna make shovel knight y'all go kick rocks we're gonna make the best platforming you know retro game in a very long time and we probably would have been fine but they keep putting out new games and it's great i cannot wait cool. to play it cool um so back to the switch <laughs> sorry <laughs> i got excited about shovel knight. shovel knight is my jam <laughs> It was, it no, was it's my fault. It's my fault. It came out. I asked. I, I asked you to uh, to oh, quantify okay. the differences. So yeah, that's partially my fault. Um. So also, lots of indie games headed to the Switch. Um, wow. Pixel Sixty-four did, like, to be specific. Sixty-four. Yeah. So some of these are uh, Steam World, Dig Two. I don't know what that one is. Ukulele. That's one that everybody's been waiting for. Um. Overcooked. Press Jump Die. Dandara, Kingdom, Two Crowns, yep. Runner 3, Blastmaster Zero. Oh, Blastmaster okay. Zero is sick. Flipping Death, uh, Graceful Explosion Machine, Mr. Shifty, Tumbleseed, and uh, Shakedown Hawaii. I'm getting there, Steven. War I'm getting there. And Wargroove. And for those who haven't heard about Wargroove, uh, it's going to give you your Advanced Wars fix. Um, yeah, it is. Hopefully you know what Advanced Wars is. Extremely popular uh, game for the GBA. Um, and the DS. But yeah. Oh, has it been on DS? It was. Okay. Advanced Wars okay. Days of Ruin, I think it was what it was called. I oh, bought it, okay. played it for an hour, and then got distracted, but I own it. <laughs> yes. So Advanced Wars, very, very popular game. Everybody loves it. It's a tactical strategy game, and uh, yeah, you're gonna have one of those uh, on the Switch thanks to an indie developer. So it looks yep. super hey. cute too. Oh, it's it adorable. Does. Yeah. And and because we were talking about this on the uh, on the Facebooks, I do want to make it very clear that now that Zelda is out, that is one of my most anticipated games of the year because it looks amazing. So for those of you keeping score at home. Because you want to be sarcastic. <laughs> yes. I declare that I am Not keeping score in. here. I mean, aren't we keeping scores? <laughs> I feel like I should get a whiteboard and I'll put it up in the back of my screen and we can, like, do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running 
tally. A running uh, tally. So that makes yes. two. So, no, we can talk about it. My, <laughs> one of my most anticipated games of the holidays is Battlefront 2. Still the same. I don't know when Warfront is coming out. It's just sometime in 2017. I'm really excited for that game. I mean, man, it's going to be on the Switch, which is, a, at, at its core, a handheld system. Those kind of, like, strategy games are perfect on the go. Or in bed. Or on the toilet. <laughs> So no wait. All right. No no no. Go to the Twitter. We did not need to. Go. No no no. We did it, not need go to, to the go Twitters. There. Go to the Twitters. <laughs> look up Ben Kuchera, who is uh, uh, the opinions editor for Polygon. He's he awesome. he used to work for ARS Technica. That man is hilarious because all day, for the last like two days, he's been talking about how excited he is for Potty Zelda, and it's the funniest <laughs> thing I have ever heard. Um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day. Uh. Dudes like to talk about poop. It's just what it is. And here we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I feel like we wandered into an episode of Arrested Development. Like, <laughs> like I don't we've know. all embodied our toddlers a little too much today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We wandered what? into something. Are there accessories <laughs> that go with <laughs> you just, I just want to be clear. You asked me to be on this podcast. Nicole, yeah, there was. I can go find yeah. the email. There was a time you emailed me and said, "You know what, Steve? Would you like to permanently be on this podcast?" And I said, "Cool." <laughs> I don't know that you actually exist, but yes. <laughs> so uh, this is your fault, right? Okay, uh, it is. I don't. I think it's turned out okay, honestly. Um, <laughs> so we do have um. Uh, I, this is for for Steven's benefit here. So Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers is coming on May 26th to the Switch. Yeah. And so, I'm not uh, buying it because... You're not buying it. Because it's $40. I didn't even pay $40 for Street Fighter 5. I'm I'm not happy with the pricing. I'll buy it when the price goes down. $40 okay. for it. I mean, they did not do enough to convince me that... Um, forty dollars is a justifiable price. See, that, that doesn't game. mean you're not buying it. You're just not buying it at launch. Well, all right. So I'm not buying it at launch. <laughs> Thanks, Regina. I'm not buying it at launch. Okay, but it's. Um, I mean, it could, be, it could end up being like super rare or something, and I can't find it. Like I'm not paying forty dollars for that game. No way, no how. Okay. No way. So it's it's not going to be one of your most anticipated games. Right now, it's one of my least anticipated games because it's forty dollars okay. for a remake of Street Fighter Two. It's a remake of Street Fighter Two. I was playing that when I was in seventh grade. So yeah, I had to share this with you guys. So yesterday, my husband and I went out to lunch, and we walked by um, GameStop. GameStop, not GameSpot. Yeah. I almost said that wrong. Um, and he saw this sign for the Switch, and apparently he's been living in a cave, which I know he, he does <laughs> occasionally. Um, and didn't know that a new Nintendo console was coming out. I'm like, I didn't talk to you about that. I said, it's, you know, it's got handheld. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. I told him about the whole yeah. thing. And he's like, I'm surprised you haven't been like, let's go get it. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, we don't usually buy, you know, as soon as they come out. And I said, but they did drop a rumor today that Pikmin's coming. Yeah. And he, yeah. and he literally stopped in place. Wow. He stopped walking and went, what? <laughs> well, of course, nice. Pikmin is coming. It just takes a long time. Right. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. No, but it was Yeah, funny. so I, for I forgot to put that on the list. So it was yeah, a yeah. Danish retailer had a listing mm. for a game called Pikmin World coming right. to the Switch. Uh, which I would, you know, 
fine, yes, I'm looking forward to, and I actually looked this up, but, you know, not I'm not going to get excited for it just yet because there were nine years between Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3, so... Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not expecting it anytime soon. Yeah. That's so, what well, he that, said, too. He's like, well, I don't know. Nintendo, so... Right, yes. Uh, yeah, I that. Nintendo. That, that, that too, Steve. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, um, so other Switch stuff, uh, they released a video uh, kind of showing you some of the UI and what the eShop is going to look like. Um, so yeah, as you log into your, or you turn on your tablet, there's going to be places where you get news and you can go straight to the eShop from there. And it's all fancy schmancy. Looks okay to me. I don't know. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. I mean... The UI was never, like, a real concern, right? Like, we knew it was going to be yeah. there. Um, <laughs> It's just, we don't know, we won't know until they do the day one patch. So, Thursday night, I'll tell you whether it sucks or not. Follow my Twitter, because I'll be either complaining all day, or I, <laughs> or, if, or, I, or I won't be tweeting, because I'll be too busy playing Zelda. <laughs> I'm guessing that I'll die a lot if I try and play Zelda while tweeting. At first, I didn't like that. It didn't connect that you meant dying in the game, and I was like, what? <laughs> "Anyhow, uh, I'm a little out of it. Husband's gone again, so, uh, so yeah, there's that." Um, so no, I get it. I've done the single routine. I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And where my husband is, GDC, the Game Developers Conference, is going on this week in San Francisco. And at GDC, Microsoft announced this new uh, Xbox Live Creators Program, which basically lets anybody self-publish a game fully, whatever you want to do. Um, the only thing that it does not do is um, you won't make it into the ID at Xbox thing unless you apply for that, in which, you know, you need a hardware-based SDK. Software development kit for that, um, but that's cool. Um, you know, was it last year they announced that you could turn your Xbox One into a developer uh, development kit Xbox One, but there was no going back after doing that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's cool that they're starting to move in the direction of giving people more tools to really just make games and letting it be more casual, like not quite yeah. as commitment yeah. focused as it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, Microsoft is uh, catching up there because Sony was very good at that with the uh, with PlayStation 4 at is, launch. Is it bad that I think this is actually kind of a bad thing? Why? Uh, no, you can have uh, you can have opinions. Um, I'm not saying whether they're bad or not, but that's awful. Why nice. is this you a know, bad? I thing? think it's a bad. There's all <laughs> like so. Um, for a long time, I thought the democratization of game development was a super, super good thing, especially on consoles, right? More games means more uh -huh. likelihood that we will find, you know, more, you know, more games means more likelihood that somebody will roll a critical hit and it'll be great. Yeah. Um, but I, the more I think about it, the more I look at my experience on Steam and my experience on, um, you know, Kickstarter in looking at board games and I look at the app store and, um, the more I think about it, the reducing the barrier to entry, while yes, it does discourage and limit some people who are probably brilliant, um, it does keep out some of the cruft. And, mm. um, you know, there's been some, you know, some 
really good work done by you know various gaming publications. Specifically, um, I've I was I kind of was turned around on some of this topic by um, an issue of Colin was right. You know that guy, Colin Moriarty, did a thing on kind of funny where he talked about how there's too many games. Um, yeah, I think that there's something to be said about that. Now, while I am not nearly as cynical as he is, um, because he is a very, very cynical man. Um, but um, I mean, there's no other way around it. Dude's pretty cynical. Yeah. But um, I, I think there's a there is a nugget of truth, um, and that is, um, I like I'm on the I'm on the PAX media list, and I'm getting all these emails for all these games, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wow, I've got all I've gotten fifty, sixty emails. From all these games, yeah. and maybe two or three of them have a chance of being like a real commercial success, maybe. And yeah, um, and how many? And I wonder how many games could be a commercial success, but aren't but get lost because of there's like just too many. Chaff. There's too much there's stuff out too there. Much, there's too much crap, you know, crap out there. So I'm 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 it's great because I'm sure there's people out there that have this dream and they want to make this game and it's awesome but I just it's frustrating because I you know what I don't what I, I I'm not articulating myself very well but I, it's frustrating <laughs> that what feels great which is democratizing game development and making it so much easier to get stuff on the Xbox store like or is that really going to help that person or is that going to encourage someone to make a game only to get buried by a ton of other garbage. Maybe. Am I being too negative? But, now you now I shared my no, opinion. But, Can you tell me if I'm wrong? <laughs> no, no. I think you're I think really good things are going to get lost and they definitely get lost in steam, but you know, some of the my game of the year last year wouldn't ha I wouldn't have heard of had I not gotten a random email from an indie developer. Um but uh but when you were talking about commercial success, uh kind of popped into my head here that just because a game isn't like super popular doesn't mean that it hasn't hit its goals as far as the publisher right. is concerned. That's what I was gonna so, say too. Yeah, like how are we measuring yeah. success and what does that what does that mean yeah. about games? Like and I think in terms of like getting people involved in making games, I think anything that breaks down the barriers, especially that makes you know, because we talk about needing more women in game development and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And having access, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm so computer-minded is because I had access to a Commodore, you know, when I was a kid. Um, embarrassingly enough, it wasn't even the Commodore 64. It was the Commodore VIC-20, which was like the wow. like, really, you know, it was on <laughs> yeah. clearance. That's why we got it, it was on clearance. <laughs> and, like, my love of computers started with that game and so uh, with that, with that, you know, Commodore uh -huh. Um, and I don't program, but I know a lot of, you know, like you, UI stuff that I can do, but, you know, having that access was important. And so maybe they're not, and maybe games are going to get lost, but having that access point be so readily accessible, I think is what's important because who knows what that might launch for somebody. Yeah. You know, yeah. down the line. Reasonable yeah. counterpoint. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's good or bad one way or the other. And I do think that games do get lost. And I think that's one of the things about Steam just in general is that you do have such an overwhelm of so many titles being available and so much, you know, stuff out there. And so many people who can mod, like we played a mod on Left 4 Dead that was um, Helm's Deep. 
Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, you know, somebody designed, a, you know, you're the Left for Dead characters and you're up on the wall and all the zombies are coming at you and you got to get the bombs to explode to kill the zombies and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's everybody. I think we always died when we played it, but... <laughs> Wow, I, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I see that. I mean, I get it, and mm-hmm. and that's probably your their ups and downs, right? I mean, it's the reality yeah. is everything everything has pluses and minuses, and I think in with that in mind, I think you're right. It's probably worth dealing with a few games getting lost because if it's really, really, truly good, and they it'll, have a talented it'll team, transcend. Hopefully, it will. Um, yeah. I can only imagine. You know, I, I mean, but then again, you never know how many like brilliant yeah. video games are just buried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then how many is... of those games do people get their start on, and then they go on to bigger things and to bigger companies, or you know, yeah, that it just en- it ends up actually being a launching you know part for them. Oh, I can do this. Let me, or they use it as a portfolio and say, hey, look, I made this game on green on Steam Greenlight, or I made it on the Xbox community. So yeah. okay, go take a look, and it works as you know that right. kind of access. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, having a game to show uh, is, like, way more important to most yeah. game developers Absolutely. than the official education. As someone who worked the <laughs> the career booth at GDC yeah. for quite a few years, um, yeah, people were like, oh, look, I got a degree from Full Sail, and I'm not right. bashing Full Sail at all, but, like, if you didn't yeah. have anything to back that up, then, yeah. Yep. And you could come in with no college degree and have a great game, and that you would be hired. Out any questions well i can so. i can speak fully to the power of job experience versus um education i certainly do not have a journalism degree nor do i have any degree in you know web content creation but the reality is i've been running a website for five years almost um which is you know that's something to be said right i mean how many mm-hmm, hun- mm-hmm. how many hundreds of hours of listening to me on a podcast do i have um, you know, a couple dozen hours of live video, you know, like all that stuff. I mean, so you're right. I mean, making, making a game, especially if it accidentally is good. <laughs> right. So you're right. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn my frown upside down. I'm, I'm now okay <laughs> with this uh, little program. It sounds great. Yeah. Somebody well, make something you. good to justify my positive thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was I was thinking is like, great. So now some of these these games can maybe make their way onto Xbox One a little easier yeah. um, than they would have, like the great Steam games or even PS4 that's getting some great indie games. Um, so yeah, so uh, they also announced uh, Xbox also announced this thing called the Xbox Game Pass. Yes, they uh, did. For nine is it nine ninety nine a month? Yes, it I is, or something like that. Yep. Uh, you're going to get unlimited access to a bunch of games. They haven't announced a ton of them, um, but some of the ones we know are uh, Halo 5, Fable 3, Gears of War, NBA 2K16, Terraria. I'm trying to look at this picture of all these games that they have lined up. Uh, there's some type of Mega Man something. Mega Man <laughs> Lego Legacy Batman. Collection. Oh, okay. I, I, did, I can recognize Mega Man, but I can't recognize the rest of the box. Uh, Lego Batman. And if you go to the announcement on uh, Xbox.com, they have this really pretty little graphic of the titles just moving back into, uh, <laughs> fading back into uh, Oblivion there. Um, but those are basically... They might even have Oblivion. 
They might. They might <laughs> even. You're right. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, so that's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, again, Microsoft catching up, I think, uh, with uh, Sony a little bit, although it's different in that, um, you know, PlayStation now, which is what Sony does is a streaming service. Um, but this Xbox game pass is going to allow you to download yeah. the games to play them. Um, so, I thought, when so they it, made the announcement, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. When they made the announcement, initially I was like, oh, man, this is psyched. I'm psyched, right? You know, and I was like, I'm down. Yeah. I'm going to buy this. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I mean, this is definitely not for me. Uh, because this is what's great about this is, um, you know, the, the I think the use cases, this is really doesn't feel like it's targeted towards core gamers. I think this particular subscription service is targeted towards um, casual gamers or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think about, you know, families that don't have a huge amount of money, right? Like, yeah, if 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 it's like the summer and you don't have enough time to if you don't have enough money to buy a bunch of games, you can, yeah. subs- you know, three months of this, which covers an entire summer break, gets you is 30 bucks. And for 30 bucks, which is half price of a brand new game, you get a hundred games. Yeah. Um, so I think that is worth it. You know, yeah. like the idea is, you know, I, I think this will be cool for, you know, like, you know, I imagine getting this for, you know, my, I, I imagine, I thought about me and my brother when we were younger and I figured, I imagine my parents mm-hmm. like, you know, Christmas break, dropping $10 and let us, letting us just go yeah. nuts because, you know, you go to Redbox and rent a video game for three days. It's 10 bucks, 11 bucks. So like, this is, you know, Redbox for a weekend, you get a month of a hundred games. So I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. But like the whole issue of like I have nothing to play, so let me just buy this thing so I could pick one of a hundred. Like, if yeah. you already have games with yeah. gold, you got games yeah. to play, dude. Like nobody's <laughs> playing all those games. You got games to play. It's about, yeah. like I have EA access too, so I've got like the Mass Effect trilogy. So like the reality is, if I like have ever like I don't know what to do, I could just. <laughs> I got like 400 hours of space, uh, <laughs> space opera nonsense. And they would all be wonderful. I'm not saying they wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> but it, it, so but with that said, you know, I don't have a need for this service, but I'm really excited that it exists. I think that there's a certain audience that is really going to love it. I just fear for the, the hardcore Xbox guy that's going to buy it thinking that it's going to be like this great deal who's just never going to use it because they already own all the games. So, but yeah, maybe I guess I should trust people to either be smart with their money or not care because it's not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're getting, uh, like I said, they haven't announced them all, but you can kind of get a feel for the types of games that are going to be in there. And if you're a hardcore gamer, probably already owns Halo 5 and Gears of War and Fable 3. I mean, they look at the list, they'll be like, I, I have all those games already. So, yeah. at least I would hope. <laughs> Somebody I actually don't would... have Halo 5, or is it the Gears of War 4? Is it the new one? Uh, I don't think so. It Probably not. Like it. But There's I haven't no played through Halo. There. I haven't played through Halo, so... I would probably, at least very seriously, consider picking it up for a month just to play through Halo in one weekend and then turn it off. Yeah. I'm going to use this like I use um, the WWE Network. Like, I subscribe to the WWE Network, but not, like, all year. I I turn it on for a handful Just of seasonally. months. seasonally. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I turn it on to watch a Royal Rumble. 
and then I wait until after WrestleMania, and then I turn it off because I don't want to watch them anymore. And then I turn <laughs> it on for SummerSlam, and then I turn it off, and that's it. Like, because why? I mean, you know what I mean? So, I was just going to say why in general. No, um, <laughs> wait, um, no, this is important. I'm going to give a little hint to uh, anyone listening that wants to be a video game journalist. Um, no, 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 no. This is really good advice, Nicole, and you know that th- what I'm about to say it actually makes sense. Um, video game journalists, on the whole, enjoy them some pro wrestling. So being able to speak on an educated manner about pro wrestling is actually a useful networking tool. Don't at me. It's actually the truth. <laughs> um, okay. I have found on more than one occasion that I have been at a place, I've been at PAX, I've been wherever, and I have been near other games journalists, and they've been talking about wrestling, and I've been actually been able to participate. You can tweet at people because they're all watching the same stuff. It is actually useful. Also, I mean, what else am I going to do mindlessly? Am I going to watch HGTV? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm going to watch Flipper Flop. You can play a game. You can play a game. <laughs> I can't play a game while I'm writing. This is like my non. This is like my nonsense that I like put on like while okay. I'm like messing around on my site or whatever. I can't. Oh, okay. I can't have any words. Any words going on. They don't on the have... side when I'm writing. Like These if are... I, yeah, I, I, I am the same way. I'm the same way. I can't have I, yeah. like like I had a friend who who told me this, and when I started working mostly from home, I will admit that I will sometimes put on like mindless TV so that I just feel like I'm not the only person in the entire universe. Because when you work at home alone for a long period of time, you start to question your humanity. But <laughs> um, I can't like when I'm writing. If there are words in the music or there's a TV show where people are talking, I automatically turn into ethnographer mode and start yeah. transcribing what they're saying instead of writing what I'm thinking. So if you have the ability to like listen to people talking and you can still manage to write, I'm kind of a little in awe of that. <laughs> I'm well, the same way, Regina. Like I, I it's always um you know, uh, just instrumental music yeah. is the only thing I can listen to. Yeah, I have I... friends who say that they listen to movie soundtrack, which I think sounds really cool because then, like, your writing feels like you're going on a quest, you know? Yeah. Like, if you put, depending on the music that you pick. But I can't, I just, like, like I like l- mellow, you know, classical, you know, music in the background that I can just kind of, like, still is there. It makes me feel like, oh, so, you know, there's... So, but no I way. mean, this is super inside baseball, but most of the quote-unquote... All right, so writing is probably the incorrect word, but anyone who runs a web... <laughs> wait, let's be clear. Everyone who Anyone who runs a website knows that there's all sorts of, like, ticky-tacky, stupid nonsense that you have to do. Redo mm-hmm. your tags, check your image sourcing, reply to comments, blah, you know, all this stuff that you yeah, got to do because that's just how you do it <laughs> um, occasionally. Yeah. And so is, yeah. you have to, like, do... So, like, that's just homework. And so I do my homework while, and also like I have okay. tax stuff I have to do. So like I have to like, so I like file my receipts and like okay, do all the, like, the stuff. Yeah. I do my homework and professional wrestling is the definition of mindless television. Right. You know, <laughs> like, so, yeah. and it's entertaining to some degree. Like, so, and it, it, I like, and I also have like a 10 year old son. And so like we talk about John Cena. So, um, so it's one of those things. I, I mean, so yes, I watch wrestling. Don't hate me, everyone. I watch wrestling. There's, 
I'm not uh, hating. I have my own, you know, guilty pleasure or guilty stupid um, TV that I watch. So yeah, I mean, I, it's but and then I do my homework and I do my stuff. I mean, right. Sometimes I've tried to write while wrestling is on. It is generally not a great idea unless no. I'm transcribing something or whatever. But I don't even know how we got onto this topic. What were we doing? Um. We were talking about we oh we were talking about oh I I was talking about WWE Network, right? Being and so, I said and the, why. I pass, it, the, the Xbox yeah, pass. We were talking about the Xbox the gaming yeah. pass. Um, yeah. I am so glad I'm glad they're doing it. I think it's rad. I think a lot of it's going to depend on the games and how they rotate them out because they said they're going to yeah. add games in. So it's going to be like Netflix, and I think yeah. that's super cool. Um, I just you know can't wait to see what's in there. And like I said, I'm going to use it just a month at a time. Yeah. I'm not going to subscribe to it like I subscribe to EA Access or, you know, Games with Gold. Yeah. I mean, and um, Microsoft expensive. really quickly jumped just to make sure that, you know, they were covering their bases to say that they're not going to, this isn't shutting out GameStop. GameStop is still going to be able to sell their memberships there, just like they sell the Xbox Live or Xbox Live Gold oh, cards yeah. and whatnot. So I really wish people would just uh, stop catering to GameStop, but anyhow, that's a whole other <laughs> issue that I don't really want to talk about right now. Because <laughs> so, what I would really talk about is Hearthstone. They announced the new expansion yes. called um, Journey to Ngaro, and this is a big, big change. This is a big one. Yeah, there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff coming out. Um, so 135 new cards, which is about standard for any of their expansions, but there's so much different gameplay elements here so one of the things is they're gonna have quest cards um which are crazy so once when they're in your like you they get played immediately at the beginning of the game your opponent can see that you're trying to you know do this quest um the quests are, are going to be like crazy hard so like the one that they um they revealed is called awaken the makers and th what you have to do to finish this quest is to summon seven death rattle minions in the game, and if you do that, actually, that's not it's not super hard for um, for Hunter, at least yeah. the way it is now. Um, and if you do that during the game, you get Amara, the Warden of Hope, who has taunt. She's an eight-eight taunt and sets yeah. your hero's health to forty. Um, if you don't know much about Hearthstone, your hero's health starts at thirty. So setting yeah. the health to forty is a, a big deal. And that also heals yeah. whatever damage you have already taken. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So yeah. if you're down um, to two, she yeah. pops out, um, that that card. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm hating life already. But <laughs> I'll take her over Reno Jackson, and that son of a bitch is gone. He is yes, gone he is. when N'Goro comes out. <laughs> yes. Um, and one of the other new things is uh, the new keyword, adapt, which uh, any minions that have that as their battle cry can pick. Um a sort of different um, uh, thing to add to whatever it is that they are, like some of them. Uh, you can pick Divine Shield, you can add to your attack, you can do Wind Fury, you'll get to pick um, one yeah. of three things to onto your minion, and the whole one of three things is pretty common in Hearthstone now. Um, they've also have the new tribe, uh, which they're calling an Elementals this time, so, you know, like your dragons or your beasts or whatever, they have Elementals now. One of the new ones is Pyros. Uh, he's a mage card. Uh, his death rattle is to... Uh, he's a 2-2 two -two for 2 mana, and his death rattle puts him back into your hand 
as a 6-6 six, six, um, that will cost 6 mana. So that's kind of cool, too. Um, and then they also Hard unveiled... Uh, they also unveiled this crazy spell that's coming out for Shaman called Volcano, which deals 15 damage randomly split among all minions. So it's your minions as well as your, uh, the other, yeah. so, your other minions. So don't play so, minions, yeah. guys. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Um, uh, but then, as Steven was mentioning, so when this comes out, it's supposed to come out in April. They haven't given a specific date. That means that the previous three sets of cards are going to rotate out, which means lots, lots of cards are going away. So that's Blackrock Mountain, the Grand Tournament, and League of Explorers, all gone. I, I don't even remember all the cards that get, went with those things. Don't so care. I'm Reno Jackson really... is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Reno um, Jackson is going to die in a fire where he should. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's gonna be itch. I like, like I said, I I don't even remember what cards came with those. I'm sure that there are probably cards that I use a lot that come from that have come from those expansions. So um, so yeah, but then you know those cards, you're always gonna be able to use whatever you want in um wild. So um, and uh, you can do ev- like you can always do with every Hearthstone expansion. You can pre-order the 50 pack bundle for 49.99 which will get you a unique card back that says hey look at me i bought this uh which i shouldn't make fun of because i have that for the whispers cuz you do it dogs. yeah exactly you do it <laughs> i've only done it once i've only done it once and that was because my husband came out and said hey let's do this i would never ask to actually do that so but anyhow so i don't think they've said specifically um that this is going to be a single player thing as well i guess we'll see um Maybe I just missed that in the articles. They have indicated that they are replacing. um, They're not going to do single player adventures anymore. They're just going to do. They're kind of rolling the adventures into the expansion. So I expect that the expansion will have single player content. um, Mm. That will help unlock some of the cards. Kind of like there was single player content kind of at the beginning of uh, the Gangs of Gadgets and or whatever. Yeah. There was a little like. Not really single player content, but you had like a quest that was specific to each gang. Right. So yeah. I think it'll yeah. be some, maybe something a little bit more along those lines, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Ungoro so, um, is a, I mean, Regina remembers, Ungoro is a very cool, flavorful place in World of Warcraft because mm-hmm. it's dinosaurs and like the plot is cool. Um, so Ungoro Crater is, there's lots of cool stuff that they could pull cards from out of there. Can't wait. Specifically, lots of dinosaurs. So I'm a little curious as to, you know, like there's a giant freaking T-Rex that rolls around in there. I'm hoping yeah. that's a card. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, they revealed uh, in their adapt announcement. They revealed one of the dinosaurs, the verdant long neck. Although he looks kind of peaceful, <laughs> as opposed to a giant T-Rex. So yeah. yeah, there's some messed up dinosaurs in that joint. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, all right, that was that was the news that I had. Steven, you didn't add anything in your email. Oh, but I got anything? some stuff. Um, oh, okay. All how right, about a, how about it. um? So, uh, what are what are y'all's thoughts about a sequel to Shadows of Mordor? Oh, right, I saw that. Yeah, I don't. I haven't played Shadows of Mordor, so I don't know what? how I feel about that. What? Wait, what? <laughs> all right, what? I get it. No time. I was to play too busy games. playing Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, all right, My well, friend. go back. All right, now do me a favor. Go back and play Shadows of Mordor because you, if you haven't played the ne- a game with the Nemesis system, 
You don't know nothing. Um, All right. Listen, here's what here's what's so cool about Shadows of Mordor. Um, it's it got the Batman combat system, very similar to like Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum, etc., which is very intuitive, very you know, very flowy, right? Like once you get into the flow, like you can really experience it, engage with it, um, which I really liked. Um, but the big piece of Shadow of Mordor was the Nemesis system, which is your whole point was you were trying to topple this army by slowly like beating up lieutenants and eventually earning your way up to take out the big generals. And so you would do this by basically picking fights with underlings and killing them. And as you killed them, like other dudes would take their place and eventually you can take over their minds, which is super crazy because they become your thralls. So like they That's do cool. things so yeah. you can you can instigate fights between guys. You can do some pretty crazy stuff. But what happens is if one of the <coughs> if someone kills you, they get a promotion. So hmm. now all of these orcs are rolling around and they do their own thing. At least on the Xbox One and PS4 versions. So they're off doing their own thing. They're all on the map active. <coughs> they have AI, they get orders, they have missions. And occasionally you just run into a named dude and it starts the scene and he's like, oh, I hate you, human, blah, 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 blah. And then he starts a fight with you. And if he kills you, he gets a promotion. And so your story and my story will be completely different because you'll huh. die to different things. Um, and killing them doesn't mean they necessarily go away because you don't necessarily kill them. They can, they kind of resurrect. So, um... Like, so the nemesis system is so unique in that all three of us could, like, a dozen people could play and have completely different experiences. Like, I kept getting killed by archers because I would okay. never pay attention to the archers because sometimes <laughs> you don't even know they're there. And, like, I'm being yeah. in this crazy fight with, like, like 15 dudes because that's just what happens. There's just orcs everywhere. And I'm fighting, like, 15 guys, and then I'm down to, like, one health, and an archer comes and notices there's a fight and shoots me. And I'm like, man, and then the archer gets a promotion. So this army had, like, it felt like they had 15 of these, like, super crazy archers. And they get upgraded armor and everything. It's crazy cool. Um, So Shadow of War is the sequel, Um, which, man, it's just a bad title. But it doesn't matter. Um, It was leaked by a target in by a target online in like Denmark or something, um, along with you know product images and everything. It's coming out this August, so um, Shadow of Mordor is cheap. Um, buy it, play it. I, it is not very family friendly, kind of gruesome, um, but <laughs> uh, but everybody, I, I think just about anybody that likes a good action game should play it. Um, I am amazed that the sequel to Shadow of Mordor is coming out and no one else has made a game with the Nemesis system in it. Like, I could have sworn, as soon as I played it, I was like, this is going to get copied by a dozen things. We're going to see a Batman game with the Nemesis system in it. We're going to see a Mafia game with the Nemesis system in it because it's just easy to just kind of port into these other things. Nobody did it, so here we are. Um, So that's hmm. pretty cool. Um, It's set in Mordor, whereas before it was set, like, kind of around it. Um, so you're actually, like, going at... Like, th they're they're stomping on the lore pretty hard. <laughs> so, um, because, like, I know I didn't read the books, but I know they, they had some pretty, 
set stories as far as how Mount Doom got used and how the ring got, you know, the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, they're they're this is very clearly not canonical. <laughs> but that gives them the ability to take liberties with it and I think that's super fun. Can't wait. Oh yeah. Well, the the canon just completely went away with the Hobbit movies anyhow, so I mean, anything's up for grabs at, at this point. <laughs> All right, so is that it, or did you have anything um, else? Um, No, that was pretty much it. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and talk about what you've been playing? <coughs> also, I've been playing Halo Wars 2. Um, <laughs> a, uh, a magical um, fairy brought me a review code. Um, and I've been playing it. Um, I've been, I, This is what I will say. The cutscenes are so good. Um. I'm very happy with that. Um, I am very bad at real-time strategy games. Really bad. To the point where I'm playing on easy. <laughs> if there was a baby mode, just straight up, the, the are you a baby, I would have been, been like, yes. You um, actually have the pacifier in your mouth as you're playing. If I had to, to cos- you, you know what? If I had to cosplay thing. a baby, I would cosplay a baby if I had to, just to make it so that I could... <laughs> Because it is stressful, man. I mean, there's dudes coming at you from everywhere. The Covenant is just angry. It's not even the Covenant. It's like Atriox, who I hate. I want to punch this evil dude in the face. Um, they really made... They. What's interesting is real-time strategy games are not known for their stories. Right? Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. The stories are window dressing for tactics and strategy and competition, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I play Street Fighter. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to no story or nonsensical one. So like whatever. But um what I re- what they did a very good job of establishing I really hate the villain. Like mm. one mission in and I wanted this villain to die. And normally I'm kind of ambivalent like, "Well, let's give him a chance." You know, no. This dude <laughs> needed to get out. And um and I really like the ship captain that's like the dude in charge of everything. So uh I really dig him. So I am, um, I'm all in. It is unfortunately going to uh, be held back by the Zeldas. Yes. Um, because that's coming out on Friday. But that, I mean, uh, I think just about everything would get held back by Zelda at this point. I really, really am. But I'm, I'm really excited about it. I love it. I'm, I mean. Cool. It's very pretty, which you wouldn't think it, it would be because it's an RTS. But, you know. Yeah. It took me a couple cool. hours to find out that I had a Spartan on my team, though. That's how bad I am. <laughs> I did not know that I had a Spartan on my team. I was just like, hey, it's just a dude. Like, why does he have way more health than everyone else and a sniper rifle? That's weird. <laughs> and then I zoom in. I'm like, oh, my goodness. That guy's that guy's a Spartan. <laughs> Changes my whole strategy. Uh, hey, man. Yes. I'm bad at video uh, games. I never said I was a pro gamer. Yeah. So uh, what Steven is referring to is that you have a hero. That's what they're they're you have different ones throughout different um, parts of the campaign, but you have a hero that uh, is more important than um, the rest of your dudes. Uh, but yeah, all right. So anything else? No, I've just been really, really, really dying for Zelda to come. Out. <laughs> You've just been dying uh, over. Well, so I've been a little yeah. bit more. I've been a little bit more active on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. Because go figure, uh-huh. if you use the Twitter, you it works for you. It's like magic. Um, and the problem with being on Twitter is that I follow all these games journalists, and that like everybody's playing Zelda, and like 
they can't mm. talk about it, but they are talking about it. And I'm like, yeah. And um, I have been given some information that I will be very happy. It's basically what's been implied. I mean, by the time this comes up, the review embargo's up. Um, and a lot, and yeah. a number of people have indicated that this uh, may potentially be one of the best Zelda games in a very long time, if not the best. Um, mm. Now, I said that to Nicole off the air, and she was like, fanboys. And I was like, well, <laughs> isn't that a little cynical? But hey, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, even with certain game journalists, the ones that get really, really excited about a certain game, and they're reviewing it, and they have to, you know, they play through the whole thing in a couple days because that's what they have to do. And like, oh my god, this is amazing! And they give it a really high score, and then a couple months later, they're like, yeah, maybe that didn't deserve such a high score. Yeah. So I mean, it happens. It happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, which is why I don't rely on reviews very much at all anymore. Um, I don't. But think you, uh, to, I, I, you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> I'm buying this anyway. They could have told me it was a two and I was going to buy it, so. Right, yes. Um, okay, Regina, how about you? I uh, just bought, well, not just, last week, bought um, the Humble Freedom Bundle. I know oh, nice. Knew about this. Um, and it has a ridiculous number of games. Um, yes. Like, ridiculous, I'm actually start giving them away to friends because I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I'm getting through. It was seriously, it's like 40 games. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was hugely successful. Yeah, it was like a hugely successful bundle. They raised, you know, what was it, almost $6 million? Yeah, something like that. Something like that for um, the ACLU and uh, Doctors Without Borders and um, an immigration um group i can't remember the name of anyway so i bought that and i primarily bought it because it had stardew valley in it, yes, it <laughs> did. of course you did stardew valley <laughs> and i'm like i gotta play stardew valley so <laughs> and your life has now ceased to exist <laughs> i'm i will admit i'm only i only i launched it today finally because i've been in in-law and birthday um uh, yeah uh, chaos for the last pretty much since I bought the bundle. I bought the bundle and then I had, like, had a couple of days and then the chaos began. Um, so I've been in the middle of all that, but um, I've only played like 20 minutes of it, but I had to like tear myself away from it today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was like, why I am I already so into this and I'm only 20 minutes into it? I don't understand. So yeah. um, that's going to be my new thing. Um, and I'm, I'm considering resurrecting my. Um, Hearthstone account because I do have I did play Hearthstone for a while and so I'm going to get back into that in anticipation of the new expansion yeah. coming out because it just looks too cool not to kind of jump in on it so yeah those are my plans right now so yeah cool. um, <laughs> if I could give you a little bit of advice for Stardew Valley don't be afraid mm -hmm. to restart if you're early on okay yeah like it because it doesn't take that long to like kind of yeah. get back up I mean you don't have to yeah. I mean, no, Nicole I can. Correct. I'll... She's the true expert, but <laughs> but don't be afraid to restart because whatever you know, it's not a lot, and you know you learn. Like there, as you're there are going, things that I learned after like a week, and I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I want to do this right from the beginning, right. so I restart. Well, that's good advice for me too, because like like I am with books, like having to finish, it's really hard for me sometimes to step back and st you know step away from a game that I've started, even if it's not unfolding the way I want it to. So that's good advice for me. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you yeah. can't yeah. you can't finish this game. I mean, I mean you can, but the, yeah. you, you can just as easily not. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's there's sort of a story that's in there, but right. a really long time to accomplish that because you have to Yeah. Um go to the I I don't even know if you got introduced to the community center yet. Not um, yet. Yeah. Yeah, so there are different rooms in this community center you have to grab a certain number of items and you have to put them there and that unlocks a different room and yeah it's uh it's there's a lot that you that you have to collect uh and like you have to be cognizant of what you need so that like you don't get past the spring and then realize oh crap i needed a I need this and fruit, i don't have fruit it from the spring yeah right. so i gotta wait till next year to do this thing and to unless you start over like steven said right um but anyhow so i have not been playing stardew valley uh, I actually, funny enough, uh, you know, my, my Anna has been really, really enjoying, uh, the Plants vs. Zombies Heroes card game. And so my husband was like, maybe, you know, maybe you, uh, bring up Garden Warfare for her and see if she wants to play it. She's a little better with the controller now. So we did that yesterday. Um, and it was cool. She played it a little bit. She kind of ran around the hub world. But as soon as she handed me the controller and said she wanted me to do it, I'm like, well, I'm going in to do my crazy leveling. I'm not just going to run around the hub world. Um. So, yeah, so she liked it. She didn't play it a ton because um, she's still not great with the double analog stick type thing, which you can't, you know, blame her for that. She's yeah. not even five yet. So yeah. um, so there's that. This morning I finished Night in the Woods. Very, very highly recommended. I love that game. The writing in it is amazing. Um, it's It's amazing. Yes. It's hilariously amazing. I would laugh. It's funny because uh, – was way I started Horizon downloading yesterday, not yesterday at midnight, you know, but yesterday, yesterday uh, when I got up in the morning and it told me it's going to take 12 hours to download. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was going to let Anna sit with me while I played that because she sits with Isaac when he plays Final Fantasy. And I can't imagine that anything in Horizon is going to be any more, you know. There's monsters in Final Fantasy, so right. I'm sure that, you With know. Similar violence uh, level or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that was uh, what I was going to do. And then I'm like, well, crap, we can't do that. Um, and then, so she's like, well, I'll watch you play your other game. And so it was Night in the Woods. But the thing is, that's an adventure game. The majority of that game is told through text. And a lot of it is I can't, <laughs> I can't say to her, either because it's inappropriate right. or she just won't understand it. So she's sitting there, like, the, she knew it was called Night in the Woods. So the first thing is, like, when are you going to walk in the woods? When are you going to walk in the woods? And I'm like, <laughs> and then, like, I'll just, like, I'll be going through something. She'll be watching me. And I would just laugh, just, like, really laugh. And she's like, what's so funny? I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can't. I can't, I can't have you sit here while I'm playing this because it's taking yeah. the joy out of it for me. Right. Um. But anyhow, and then just a couple hours ago, I did start Horizon. So I put, a yeah, about two hours or so into it. It is awesome. I am loving it. Um, it's got some cool little uh, some gameplay things about you pick up this little... Uh, this isn't a spoiler because it happens right in the beginning, but you get something from, like, the old, you know, the, the industrial world that has since passed that lets you do these cool things where you can uh, find out things about the machines and all that kind of stuff. So You get really a Google cool. Glass. You get a Google Whatever, it's a Google <laughs> Glass. It's a Google Glass. It, it Actually, it looks more like a Bluetooth headset. It doesn't go in front of your eyes, just over your ear. Uh, close um, enough. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, so so it's really cool. It's awesome. I'm loving it. You know, very much Tomb Raider-ish, um, but enough of a difference there to uh, 
to keep me interested and um, voice acting is good. I've been doing, like, I haven't even finished the main, um, my first main story quest. I haven't finished because I keep getting side quests. So, um, and I've been wanting to do those because I think I need to level up as much as possible, as quickly as possible. So I've been doing um, the side quests. So but there's levels, there's skill tree, there's, you know, all that kind of stuff like you would expect in that type of game. But yeah, so I'll probably be playing that for a while. I'm sure I'll be talking about it for the next couple of weeks at least. So, um, so that's me. Um, so yeah, so if that's it, anyone else, you guys have anything else to add? Um, I do want to plug one thing, um, before we get to the end, and that is that I will be at PAX East. I'm not on any panels this year, however, um, I will be all over the place, so, um, tweet at me, and I will be available for, uh, to meet people, to say hi, to, you know, chat about the wacky nonsense on the floor, um, I'll just be running back and forth to appointments all day. Um, so if you want to say hi, um, if you see me, um, uh, just talk to me because I am going to be kind of frazzled. But I just I'm throwing that out there for everybody. <laughs> um, I'll be in full-on work mode, um, but it'll be fine. We'll hang out, get an overpriced cool. uh, bratwurst thing at one of the vendor things and, and chat. There's actually a card about that in Cards Against Humanity. What? The overpriced brats? The overpriced hot dogs at the Boston Convention Center. Like, it's that's true. literally, you know, feeling sick nice. after having an ill-conceived $8 hot dog at the Boston Convention Center. I'm sure they're going to be $10 now. <laughs> um, although, yeah, they probably are. <laughs> for those going, if you like fried fish, the fried fish in the Convention Center is actually good. You get a fried fish sandwich. It's actually pretty banging. That's where I go. Also, there are no lines because everybody's waiting for pizza and sushi and whatever, and I roll right up and get a fish sandwich. It is the best. <laughs> I never wait in lines, and it's always really good. That's I it. love Pax East. I have to say, and I, you know, been to, I've only went to Pax East once. I've only been to Pax East once, but I, I really like the layout. I liked the organization. They were a little bit more on top of things than they are in Pax Prime. Wow. Yeah, I'm probably sacrilege to say on some level, but <laughs> yeah, a prime is they're they're getting their act together. I think uh, it just good. grew so exponentially, yeah. like yeah. without them realizing it that they're yeah. like, oh crap, yeah. So, After yeah. having I mean, presented at both East and Prime, I'm like, East really had their like act together. They had people in the right places. They you know yeah. had the groups organized and panels organized well and. Just everything managed in a way that I'd never seen happen in Prime. And I understand it's huge. I mean, they don't call it Prime anymore, actually. They're calling it no, West Nest, West. Yeah. right? Yes. Lame. Well, they, they don't want... want to make all of the other locations feel bad. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's Seattle and it's where it started. So it Yeah, I know. It's going to be. Except that it's not really the primary one anymore. Cause it's not like, by, by definition, like it's not the most important it's not like it gets mm -hmm. all the big announcements. It's, you know, because things get spread right. throughout. You know, like last year, mm -hmm. PAX East is when they announced uh, Rock Band, right? And like, mm -hmm. so they didn't yeah. wait for Prime for that. So I think that's a big piece of it, trying to brand it so that it's not one convention and sister conventions. Yeah. It's yeah. all yeah. these I conventions. get that. It's still yeah. going to be Prime, though. You're just haters. <laughs> you're just, you're just, for us you're just haters. Yes. Yes. You're just haters. When that's there fine. used to be only one PAX, there used to only be one PAX. Yes, <laughs> and it was not in Seattle proper, by the way. It really? Was in Bellevue. Uh, yes. Oh. At the Meidenbauer Center in Bellevue. Uh. I know because I went to the second one. Um, uh. But uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, 
So is that this weekend, Stephen? It is not Taxi? this weekend. Thank God. Could you imagine if Nintendo <laughs> decided to? I would hate my life. Rob on Paxies. The Switch and Zelda. I would have chosen Zelda and the Switch over Pax East without even thinking. Um, no, it is not this weekend. It is next weekend, the eleventh, tenth, or the tenth, eleventh, okay. and twelfth. I will not be there on Friday um, because I have a day job. Um, but I will be there Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I only go to. I'm cutting back on conventions. I miss Toy Fair. I'm not going to Gen Con. This is like my one convention this year. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I already have more, more appointments than I did last time. Um, largely because I'm on the media list. So this yeah, is my first yeah. time. This is my first time yeah. with a media badge. So that's um, chaos. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Although it's fun. I, get, I get to try PSVR though. Yeah, <laughs> have fun with that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um. Well, at least now I'll know. At least now I'll know definitively. Yeah. yeah. I set it up at the yeah. end of the day, so if I'm out down for the count, I can just go hide in the board game section until my friends leave, and then they can carry <laughs> me home. Yeah. Um, something that is this weekend, though, is the Emerald City yeah, Comic right? Con uh, in Seattle. I will be there, not working in any way, shape, or form. I will be there with my family. Uh, so if you happen to know what I look like, I, I will not like, you know, ignore you if you want to say hi, but we'll be there on Saturday and Sunday, just enjoying the show. Um, but, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, you can send questions to us at gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com. What I really want to hear though, is all you people who got a switch, let us know what you think of it. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what everybody thinks of the switch Thank and you. which games you got and what you think of those games. So please, please, please. Send us an email or tweet at us at Gaming with Moms. Steven is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. Steven, what do we need to know about Engaged Family Gaming? Well, Engaged Family Gaming is a website on the internet where parents like myself and sometimes Nicole um, get together and share information with you to help you get your family game on. Um, most notably, uh, we have a podcast. It's called Engage, a family gaming podcast. It alternates board games and video games. Comes out every Monday, usually in the morning, sometimes at the night, in the evening if something goes wrong. Um, and, uh, you know, we just kind of like this one, only I'm in charge. Um, so <laughs> if, you, if you like listening to me talk but want to hear what it's like when I actually have power, um, then head on over and listen to that show. Yes. Hey, thanks. Was it was it this past week's that I was on? I don't yeah, even was. remember. Yeah, it did. Okay. It, I, I, Regine, I randomly IM'd her at, well, at like, what was it? It was like six o'clock your time. And I was like, hey, we're yeah. not ready to record a podcast. You want to, you want in? And she was like, uh, I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's not the, that was not the first time that you've done it. You've done it like three times. I do it all I've the been time. like, no, I, I'm like, no, I can't because, you know, we're having dinner or I'm making dinner and, or whatever. And she but, always yeah. says the sorry, star, and I'm like, s- whatever, you're right there. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm just, you're right there. For some <laughs> reason, the stars aligned, and, like, uh, dinner was in the oven. My husband was home with Anna, so I didn't have to worry about that. So, I, like, I just ran downstairs. I was like, Isaac, Stephen just asked me to record a podcast for a little while. Are you cool? He's like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like, all right, then. I can do this. <laughs> nice. See, That's awesome. Yeah. And it was super random, and it was great. And she uh, she actually met my uh, the, the producer of my show, and it was actually a very well done podcast, if I do say so myself. Um, made all the better by Nicole. Really, she oh. she took us from like a four 
to like a solid like eight and a half out of ten, I think, because um, she adds some professionalism. Because um, really, I'm just a chucklehead. Um, but yeah, that's 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 all you need to know about Engage Family Gaming for now. For now. Okay. For now. For now. Okay. Um. So Regina is from the Geek Embassy. And author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Regina, what should we know about you? Uh, I presented a couple weeks ago at Wizard World Con here in Portland, Oregon. And we will have this week the um, presentation up on video and audio. So if you're a fan of our podcast, please go check it out. Um, the Geek Embassy on iTunes. And you'll be able to hear us talking about capes and baskets what fairy tales have to teach us about superheroes. Um, it was really good. It was really well received. We had a great time presenting and I'm glad that we finally have it like on it's not audio isn't great because it was recorded. Um, the audio was recorded on the computer we were using, right? <laughs> yeah. The computer we were using from that microphone because to get a cord run so we could plug it plug into the thing was going to cost like an extra $50. And we're like, yeah, that's not happening Yeah, <laughs> for a cord. Like we could have brought one if you would have told us, but anyway, um, yeah. so it's not great audio, but you can hear us all clearly, which is pretty much my, my litmus for whether or not we'll use it. So we do have the audio and we have the video for the presentation. So make sure to check that out on our site. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's going to wrap it up for us then. Thanks so much for listening and we will be back with you next week. Bye. Bye.